Love Talk Radio. Listen to This is Over the Top Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And you get your second introduction of the night on Blog Talk, number one, on Facebook, number two. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Over the, Sp- Over the Top Sports. I'm all disheveled, because without Goon and without all the technical issues uh, that he brings with us, who knows where to start. Let's, let's get right into it, though, guys. Uh, Robbie D, Big Mike, Vinny the Shark here. We're going to talk sports and sports entertainment for the next hour until 8 o'clock, leading you guys up till the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, one of the most fun ones of the week. And we're going to talk a ton of wrestling coming up at the end of the hour, but we got a lot of stuff we want to get to first. Uh, there was some UFC. We'll delve into that. Hockey stuff, too. Playoffs coming up this week. We're going to give you guys predictions, a little Islander news, a little Ranger news. Um, over the weekend, especially with management and uh, – we're going to get into that in a couple minutes, but we start with baseball. Uh, we talked about it Saturday morning. It's only been two days since, but a ton has happened. I know Mike's got some notes. Shohei Otani with the great job uh, pitching on nice Saturday. Um, and uh, the Mets sweeping Washington, uh, five-game streak for them, five-game losing streak for the Nationals, Mike. Uh, a couple notes from baseball. I'm going to try to mess around with some technical stuff for us, uh, but you guys go at it, and if you guys want to get in touch with us, uh, fire it up on uh, Facebook. Send us your comments, your questions. We'll get with you guys. Yeah, so uh, real quick question for you. Who, uh, one week down in the books in fantasy, who is the number one ranked player uh, on ESPN's player rater? Shoei Otani. Shoei Otani is correct. And that's why the other day we said he right now could be a second or third round pick next year. That's accurate. Um, he's going to hit for you and pitch for you. There's no other player like that. Uh, Otani yesterday was almost perfect. He went six innings. He was dominating 100 miles an hour, painting the corner. Uh, I don't know which one you use, Rob. You asked on Saturday if you're going to use the pitcher or the hitter. I can't tell you that yet because if he pitches like yesterday, he's more valuable as the pitcher. Uh, other baseball notes, you have Bogarts, uh, 10 to 14 days, small fracture in his left ankle. He doesn't need surgery, so good news for the Sox fans. Nelson Cruz back on Friday. Sal Perez likely back by the end of April. So this is – in fantasy, catcher is such a weak position – uh, just playing around. All right. Catcher is such a weak position that if you actually uh, go around and see somebody drafted Perez, if they have multiple guys on the DL and, uh, you know, they have too many, maybe you can get him cheap. He'll be back by the end of the month. Alex Cobb will make his debut Saturday in Boston. I am not starting that guy in fantasy. Uh, I likely will be dropping him in fantasy at some point. Ronald Acuna, the top prospect that everybody was all over, 0 for 8 in two games so far. He hasn't gotten on base yet. Wouldn't drop him in fantasy, but uh, I don't think he'll be up at that Super 2 deadline 12 days uh, you know, into April. So, uh, Kenley Jansen yesterday. I am worried about Kenley Jansen. Sound the bells and, and the whistles. 91, 92 miles per hour. He did not look good at all. He got the job done. He got the save. But I don't think this is dead on, which he's trying to call it. Um, I asked Rob Vinny. He knew the answer. Most runs in the league scored so far by a team. By a team? Is it his Braves? It is. And second place would be the Angels at 62 and 60. 
Most home runs in the league. Rob, I didn't ask you this, so jump on in. We going by player or by team? team. Just uh, by team. Team home runs. It's not the Yankees. The number is 17. I'm going to go with the Angels. Angels is correct. Average. Best team average. Um, was it Atlanta? It is Atlanta. Best team ERA. Not L- LA it is not. It is Houston at two, and then the Mets at two point four. So I was actually going to guess. But after LA had uh, four games, only two runs allowed, I thought it might be them. But yeah, yeah they've mean, fallen off a little bit. Yep. And then errors. I asked Rob, so Vinny, he won't answer, and I did not get it. Right. This so got to be a little tricky. It is yeah. the most team errors so far this season, and the number is astonishing. That's the only reason I'm talking about it. Is it the Athletics? It is not. So I have the top three the teams here. No. All right, just, just fire off of it. All right, the Brewers have 14 errors in 10 games. Your Yankees have 10 errors in 10 games. And the Phillies, Gabe Kapler's uh, Game 7 Phillies, 10 errors in 8 games. So uh, these numbers are pretty crazy, Not guys. fun playing baseball in the cold, it looks like. Um, Big Mike, when is Alex Cobb going this week? He is Saturday in Boston. Because I think that is a must-hammer the Boston Red Sox, something I don't like saying very much. But in judging Boston. from Lance Lynn, he got five runs in his first game. Alex Cobb, same situation. First inning in Lynn's uh, first game, five runs. So I expect Alex Cobb to be just like that, worse if not. So I really like the Red Sox to get the win no matter who's pitching. So take a look at the Red Sox money line this Saturday. And then I have one more quick note for you. The highest four-seam fastball velocity in the league, it's Chapman. It's no surprise. Uh, Severino is also up there. Good for him. Number four on that list. Highest four-seam fastball velocity. No. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, 97.1. He's thrown 58 finger fastballs this year, generating 13 strikeouts. And now the highest average exit velocity. We talked about this on Saturday. Um, Number one is Miguel Sano. Number two is? Giancarlo Stanton. It is Shoei Otani, I was going with a theme, guys. I was going with a theme. So he is on the list for the highest fastball velocity average and exit velocity. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And then I promise the last note on baseball is just before we came on, Nats top prospect Victor Robles, who was drafted in a lot of leagues, especially dynasty leagues, he dove for a liner and landed awkwardly uh, on his left shoulder and arm and came off the field holding his arm as if it was almost broken. So that is a devastating injury to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of devastating, uh, the Rays, we knew they were going to be bad this year, and it started one of eight. They had a big lead on uh, Boston yesterday. About two teams in the same division going in opposite directions. Yeah. Boston comes back yesterday down, what, seven runs? Get the win against uh, the Rays to go eight and one. The Rays one and eight. I know the Rays got a win today in Chicago against the White Sox, but uh, you know you're Yankees and it's it's ten days in. The Rays really got revenge. Uh, home opener, opening day. Remember Cashel uh, win the race up the six runs the eighth inning. Yep. They got the Red Sox got. The- and that was the Rays only win until this yep, week. It was correct until today. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> but listen, a week in and now you got the Yankees and Red Sox meeting up. I'm not going to make anything too much of an April baseball series because, you know, everything could change. It, it could be, you know, up until Memorial Day, anything is pretty much up for grabs. But you have to be a little concerned that you don't want the Yankees to get five, six, seven games out in the loss column of Boston just with the way that you see Boston's playing so far. And you know what they're capable of with that lineup and that pitching. Right. I mean, it's a big series. It's a new series. Obviously, they got the big bad J.D. We got the big bad Giancarlo. This is a really big series for Giancarlo's fan to snap out of his little funk here. Hit a home run in Fenway, get get the monkey off your back. Everyone's going to love you again if you beat the Red Sox. So let's have a strong series, a strong opening night. 
Uh, listen, he struck out five times twice this year. I, did, I don't applaud Yankee fans who do that. I think it's very, very sad, especially for the fan base of the New York Yankees to do something like that. But um, I want to see him go out there. I want to see him set the tone. And uh, who knows, maybe if he does struggle, maybe uh, um, Aaron Boone might want to switch the lineup around. Um, I'm not, judge I'm not worried about it. This judge. is of a new guy, a big name, joining the Yankees, feeling the pressure. He didn't seem to feel it game one in Toronto. Look at Martinez. Tino Martinez, well, look at, I, uh, Bernie Williams. These guys did the same thing every year. Yeah, and you're right. And But that's a great point with switching uh, Stanton and Judge. What's the movie by Billy Crystal about the Yankees? It's 61. It is. Amazing what, movie. It is, absolutely. But what does he do? He switches Mantle and Maris because Maris is starting to slump, and look what happens. So. Yeah. You've got to imagine whoever you want to see getting better pitches, put the guy in front of the other exactly. guy. Exactly. So I, I think it's something that I, you might want to take a look, take a look at if Stanton continues to struggle. Yep. Yeah, um, so, that, you know, that's the Yankees. The Mets, though, got to be excited about it. I know it's early, but you know what? They go out there, they beat the crap out of the Nationals on a weekend series, and it's early. Like I said, whether you're too good or too low, if you're one of those teams, you don't want to make too much out of it, but 7-1 and one is 7-1. and one. Yeah, I agree with you, and um... – Listen, they they look like a great start. They are. And a very promising start as a Mets fan. I'm very excited. But there was something happening yesterday in the game that um, kind of took away from that. And that was Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper was on base every time. Uh, I mean, probably the best baseball player in the league, top three, whatever. But they had a chance there in extra innings. Bases loaded one out and did not get him home. And the disappointment in his face and the disgust in his face was noticeable just from watching it on TV. So um, it's something to keep an eye on all year because I would pretty much put a paycheck that he's leaving Washington when his time is up there. Uh, many people are feeling you on that, too. But now that you talk about base load situation, I want to catch the way the Yankees lost yesterday. No. Uh, they had the base loaded, nobody out, uh, with their two big boppers up, Aaron Judge and Stanton. Judge hits it back to the pitcher. They throw him out at home and first into a double play, and then Stanton, you know what he did after that. Uh, terrible. Okay. They lost by one. Yep. Uh Basically, no outs with Judge and standing up. You got to at least game. And speaking of the Mets, uh, I know we just talked about it a minute. Erica chimed in, and we hope that you guys all can chime in. If you're listening on Blog Talk and you're a normal caller, um, please go to our Facebook Live page at Over the Top Sports Radio Show, where we are live right now, uh, and send us your comments, your questions, your concerns. We will get to you there. Um, without Gooden, the producer here, we don't have the connection right now to receive the phone calls. We can get them. You'll call, and you'll listen to the show, and that's great, but we don't know you're on. So we can't put you through. So go to Facebook for the comments. Eric commented already, um, you know, it's early, but if you're the Mets, um, you have to win. Their pen's been great. You have to start piling up the wins. And I agree with that. Every team would like to do that. Yep. And that's what the Mets have done. And the Mets had such a problem last year with injuries. And they were coming off of a playoff season when they lost to Bumgarner in that awesome wild card game. Um, and this is just a year off of that. So they have a chance against Miami to help fatten their record this week. And a great start for them could go a long way. Hey, they get up to 10 wins by the end of the week. They're already, like, more than 10% way to 90 wins. The Mets are one of those teams you actually don't look at us since April. You know, these wins are actually big because these guys, we all saw the injuries they had last year, and you got to get some wins over here in case some of these guys go down. And, Mike, you think that um, with all the injuries that they've had to Wheeler and Syndergaard last year and Harvey and all that, and you get guys like Gesellman and, you know, they get all that starting experience and all those innings in, and Lugo, and now they're being used out of the bullpen. That actually could have benefited them, that they had all that experience as a starter, and now they're really helping that bullpen. I don't want to use the word dominating because, I mean, again, look who we're talking about. But they've been highly effective uh, out of the bullpen, and they're not gonna, they don't want to touch that either. So they're going to call up Wheeler. Wheeler will pitch on Wednesday. 
Uh, they want to leave Lugo there. They want to leave Gazelman there. And these are guys where, again, I, I truly believe that this was Terry Francona a couple of years ago with that Andrew Miller in the playoffs, bringing him in in whatever inning. And now a lot of teams want these relievers that they could bring in for two innings, three innings. Uh, Chris Davinsky is another perfect example. Chad Green on the Yankees. There are a lot of teams now that have seen this blueprint and they want these relievers that can go two or three innings at any time. And in the that's game. the new way of baseball. And you're going to start to see teams do that. You're not seeing complete games anymore on a regular basis. You haven't seen it in a while. It's going to get even less. These middle relievers, not only are – and Cespedes just flew out, um, but these middle relievers are going to become so big, and they're going to start trying to get paid too because they are the glue to get you between that starting pitcher that goes 80 to 90 pitches – and get you to the back end of the bullpen. And more important than ever, you saw it in the playoffs last year, you're starting to see it now, and we've talked about it. Even teams with four-man uh, four, uh, rotations, and they go to the bullpen game because they're just doing everything they can to preserve these guys. I think Miller's a free agent. Uh, you would know that, and, right? And this year, right? A free right. Agent. Contract, yeah. I'm phasing uh, I'm, uh, I'm out this Met game. I just saw the crowd. It's impeccable how empty these seats are. Did you see any Mattingly jersey? Uh, and, you know, you, you brought up this crowd in Miami, and it's not something we've ever talked about, and I don't know how you guys feel about it. And I have a feeling that you guys are going to be the opposite way of me about it. But to me, is it not so how stupid how they've treated Marlins, man? He offers them a, basically a blank check to buy season tickets for a team that can't draw anybody, and then Jeter turns it away because he's what? Because he's a dick? Well, and Jeter, what's the point? Alone, yeah, but if you're not going to take his money, I don't care if you're my worst enemy. You're offering me money? Okay. I'll, I'd rather have my enemy's money than my friend's money. He's one fan. That money is... That's, he offered $200,000. He's one fan who travels every weekend. He's always at the Sunday night baseball game. Always, and he sits, in, he sits on camera. He's, he's always wearing a Marlins jersey, and he's been a Marlins season ticket holder forever. Right. I just think it's weird, and it's kind of stupid. I was like guy at the Islander games with the crazy hair. You not anymore. Not in Brooklyn. Proud that he supports the not proud, but I'm sure I'll, but I would sure as hell take his money. <laughs> oh, get out of here. You wouldn't take his I money, Mike? I that guy's money. Kick his ass. In the oh, please. If you could buy another <laughs> pinball machine for 50 and turn it to 100 bucks. You could take somebody's money to watch play that a game. Guy. I don't want that guy's money. Uh, I don't want anybody. Listen, if you're a Miami fan and you're you're going to sit there and see them turn away money like that, but they trade players because they want to save money, that's got to be even more infuriating. Vinny said they sell Don Mattingly jerseys. Like, this is a – They sell them, but do people buy them? Team. But do people buy them? I'm sure they do. This uh, is a screwed-up team. It is. They are such a joke of a franchise. It is not funny. Uh, Pete also chimed in. Uh, great pitchers duel so far, uh, Detroit and Cleveland. Uh, they're in the middle of the fifth. Kluber, four and a, four and a third, no runs. And uh, Francisco Liriano, four uh, hitless innings. Liriano's up to a good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah 084 ERA right now. And uh, nine four strikeouts for, through four and two-thirds for Kluber. Uh, so that's an interesting game there in the fifth inning. You know, the one thing that I'm going to miss, guys, as we move on to the season, especially this week, is one of my favorite things about the first week of baseball is you get all these day games. So you got baseball on all day long. You got a one o'clock, a three o'clock, a four o'clock. Uh, now we're about to go to the point where there's just seven and ten o'clock games, and I, except the Cubs. But I really the love the day, the day games on day. weekdays. I love weekday day baseball games. Just as a fan, gives you something to watch. I agree with you. It makes me not have to watch soccer during the day, right? So, <laughs> uh, so you had all those notes. Anything? Uh, anybody else to pick up? Any other uh, fantasy guys? I know we just talked about it on Saturday. I don't know uh, if anything's really I changed. meant to actually write that down, but uh, I'll put it up on Twitter. I personally, I'm starting Tyler Skaggs tomorrow from the Angels. Uh, he's off to a nice start. Uh, I expect him. He's going against Texas. I don't think that uh, that should be an issue. And uh, any other guys will put up there. But we did mention on Saturday, Chris Owings. He had an RBI. He was pretty good. And our streamer of the day wasn't awful. So, And when I say streamer of the day, 
you really should only be starting these guys if you're if you're losing pitching or you're you're close to pitching. These are guys that weren't drafted. So these uh, are waiver guys that right, could just help you should be build on a category that maybe you need exactly. help because you have an empty spot. This right. isn't pulling up a guy and say, right. hey, he's a streamer. Let's start him you're over. Taking my a win chance exactly. Um, so that's the baseball, uh, you know, uh, 717 over the top sports radio. Of course, we're going to be talking baseball all year long this Saturday morning. We've got five days, a couple games this week. Uh, we'll get into that. Michael, I'll have even more, guys. Um, real quick, NFL, a couple news notes. We didn't get to it the other day, and I wanted to get to it. The Brandon Cooks trade, um, A, that that meant that you know that Odell's not getting traded from the Giants anymore. By the way, Odell today, uh, voluntary uh, training camp, and he shows up. So, um, your thoughts on Cooks and Odell uh, and what it meant for Odell and the fact that a voluntary camp he actually showed up. Uh, the Cooks trade, I guess, is the Patriots just doing what they do over there. No, no surprise. They gave him a shot, and it didn't work out. They'll take the first-round pick down. They need to get younger. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too surprised by that trade too much. I know football trades are, you know, blow everybody's mind every now and then, but that's a Patriot kind of trade, if you ask me. They can, they can fill a receiver with anybody, if you ask me. Uh, Odell Beckham going back is definitely good news. It's not bad news. It would be bad news if he didn't go. So I'm glad you're not hearing him in a negative way. And I agree with you. Uh, listen, the Patriots got a better pick than the pick they gave for Cooks. So they got a year out of Cooks for nothing, uh, which is just the Patriots being the Patriots. And they just brought in Jordan Matthews. Um, Elman will be back. Chris Hogan is still there. Gronk is not going anywhere. Top 15 Jordan Matthews. Right. Um, who's Kenny Britt? I mean, they can make a guy. They can make a, a star out of any receiver there. So And they add the first-round pick. I'm all for it. And Vinny, I couldn't agree more with the Odell thing. I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Right, it's right. only good news. Exactly. Uh, just getting a text from Goon there. Uh, sorry. But um, also, uh, Andrew Luck today met with the media at their camp. Uh, on the notes, Robbie. I'm uh, glad you're bringing it up. So, Andrew Luck, uh, one of my favorite guys. Um, yes. Uh, Andrew Luck um, met the media today. What were your impressions, Mike? I know you've been um, waiting to get to it. Yeah, well, there's been reports. Jim Irsay, the owner, has come out and said he's always throwing a football. Andrew Luck said he has not thrown a football in over a year. And, I, I mean, what are we talking about here? This guy's automatically just going to be able to come back. No offensive line. Just T.Y. Hilton there. Moncrief left. The tight end is decent in Doyle. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's going to be uh, the running back. Who did they add? They added a decent running back, didn't they? I'm trying to think who they added. I know Gore left. It wasn't Deion Lewis, uh, was it? No, he was Tennessee. Yes, you're right. I don't so, remember who they added. Exactly. Either way, so, they're not going to have a good run game behind that line. Uh, eating up, what, 25% of the of the salary? It's just absolutely terrible, of the salary cap, that is. This is not a good situation. It, it, it sucks for the Colts because they paid him so much money. You're right. He takes up so much cap, and now he's not even playing. Right. you, you, you got to get this guy on the field if you're going to be He's thrown a football as much as you have in a year. Yeah, really, <laughs> and that's not good. That's not a good thing. Uh, the situation, listen, you've been on it. I kept blowing it off like it's not a big deal. You know what? Uh, he missed the whole entire season, and he still hasn't even gotten in shape to throw a football for next season. I think it's becoming a much bigger deal than I should have uh, taken it when you first been reporting this thing, Mike. Who is it? Marlon Mack, Matt Jones, uh, Christine Michael, Robert Turbin. Oh, they don't have that, a that's, that's their running right. back depth chart right now as we go on. They got Ryan Grant. Maybe that's who you're thinking of, the wide receiver. Possibly. Maybe that's the Rodgers, your second wide receiver. I mean, this is a joke. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so crazy that they are kind of paying right now for all those years that they got out of Peyton Manning in the first couple of years with Andrew Luck. They were a team that probably should have won more Super Bowls. Uh, with all the talent that they had for so long. Don't forget, they had that great talent on the defense yep. uh, as well. Uh, even Bob Sanders and Dwight Freeney yep. and all sure. those guys. Robert Edger, Yeah, Edger and James is the running back. And, and of course, Marvin Harrison and, and uh, Peyton Manning and all that. So, they um, they probably – they are a little bit like the Braves in a way, where they seems to be paying right now 
And you're saying, God, if they had only won another Super Bowl or two, it really would be that much more worth it. And it had to hurt seeing Peyton Manning win that Super Bowl, even though you got your quarterback of the future. Yep. But, I mean, do they have their quarterback of the future now is the question. Could you even trade him at this point? I don't think you could. With that contract that he hasn't thrown a football in over a year, you couldn't trade him. I don't think anybody would pick up that contract. No there, shot. Especially with the quarterback draft class coming up. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, what are we, uh, two weeks now until the draft. So we're going to really get started uh, probably this Saturday, getting ready with the draft, maybe put together some mock drafts for you in the next couple of weeks, throw it up on our Twitter. So uh, keep tuned to that because we're going to get really draft heavy. And you know what, if you're a New York sports fan, like the word draft is thrown around way too much. You got the Islanders and Rangers who have five first round picks. They finished in last and second to last place in the NHL. All their fans care about is the draft and maybe who they sign. You got the Met, uh, the uh, Knicks. They got a lottery pick. You got the Nets. Well, they had Kevin Garnett like four years ago. So that's, that's what they got for their terrible season this year. But they should be in the draft. And then, of course, the Giants and Jets. And they get all started in just a couple weeks uh, at the end of April. Uh, second and third pick overall and a couple of second-round picks. And the other thing that everybody's saying, and you know, guys, I always take what uh, Adam Schefter says as kind of, uh, kind of holy and gospel. But Patriots have two firsts and two seconds. And he said basically now they have the ability to do anything they want in that draft. And they are really retooling now, and it just shows you how great they are to turn Cooks into that. And uh, who knows where they're going to go with that, but they can move up anywhere they want. They can take almost anybody they want because of it. Watch them take a quarterback. Uh, Why wouldn't what they? Is it, Mason Rudolph, right? Like a, a guy like that, Biddy, uh, later on in the draft. Sleeper quarterback. Even, even in the second round when you got two firsts and two seconds, yep. you, I don't want to say waste a pick, but you could take a chance on a pick. For a guy like that. Remember when they took that? Brian Mallon out of Arkansas? Everyone was like, this guy's going to be the next Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he just he never got he a chance worked to play out. Yeah. And, it, and it didn't they matter. Think, they just think <laughs> any, they can develop any quarterback, and maybe they can. We just haven't seen it. Like, like you've mentioned many times in the show, they won 11 games with Matt Castle. What has Matt Castle done outside of the New England system? He's no, like, and, and Matt Flynn turned – But he looked pretty damn good with the Pats. <laughs> and Matt Flynn turned one game with the Pats into an uh, enormous contract yeah. and an absolutely terrible career. A so, career you wouldn't wish for anybody. Even though I'm a big Brady guy, there is something a little to that little system quarterback thing over there. So. I agree with you. And, you know, we brought, about, we brought up the, the draft, and when we get to June, some of the draft stuff I know you'll be thrilled to talk about will be the NHL draft with the Islanders and the Rangers, um, see what they want to do with their picks. But a couple of news and notes from hockey, and we'll do a little playoff preview before we get to our WrestleMania, our UFC talk. Um, you know, the Rangers, Mike, the Saturday night, we did the show Saturday. Late Saturday night it comes out. We were out. Um, when Elaine Vigneault was let go by the Rangers. It's something we've talked about all year as being a possibility. Uh, they basically cleaned house except for Lindy Ruff so far. Your thoughts on the Rangers uh, going away from Elaine Vigneault? I was surprised. I really was. I thought he would get another year. Uh, this is a team that went to the, uh, the Stanley Cup final uh, you know, a couple of years ago. So uh, I was really surprised, but I think it has a lot to do with he is not good with young players. You saw it in Vancouver. You saw it now here. Uh, you know, there was never a reason to have Bushnevich on the fourth line, and that was an issue. Uh, he and J.T. Miller supposedly had an issue. We'll be going to own again another younger player. And the Rangers are rebuilding. They are now a younger team. So it just was not a good fit. They need a coach to come in here uh, that is good at developing players. And they, uh, they're rebuilding, but they're making free agent signings before the playoffs even begin. It looks as if Ilya Kovalchuk's going to come back from the KHL, play a few years here, at least three years, they said. And uh, reports today came out that he is going to be a New York Ranger. One of the worst kept secrets. He knew he wanted to stay in New York, mm-hmm. and he was never going to go back to the Devils. So it was the Islanders and the Rangers, and let's be honest, this is where he was going to go. We knew it was coming. And uh, there's a couple of Russian players, some good young Russian players, Hedl, 
Um, we just talked about Buchnevich. These yep. guys out there that maybe will have a great influence playing with Kovalchuk. Yeah, the defenseman they just got in the trade, I think Hijack. I think he's Russian. Hijack, whatever the hell his name is. They have a goalie over there that now will possibly come over. And there's also another defenseman, a puck-moving defenseman they have over there. So uh, it's and, huge. And the goalie. Right. And the goalie over yep. there that might be the Rangers' top prospect. Right. It is a huge move. I have no issue with it. I'm actually really excited about it. He's going to be a little bit older, but I, you know, he's a lock for 30 goals in the NHL. There's no question about that. He brings over a little leadership, especially with these young Russian players that all idolize him and look up to him. Uh, as long as, you know, and there's multiple reports of it, and they're all, uh, you know, verified on Twitter that the deal is done. Uh, you know, it's a good deal, if you ask me. It really is. Yeah, he, and he's still got it, too. You watched him play all season long, or, you know, you saw him in the Olympics. You see his numbers over in, yeah. uh, in the KHL, and he hasn't lost the ability to score goals. He's exactly a point-of-game player. Another power play. And uh, he's just got an absolute ripper yeah. of a shot. Um, he's, he's a guy that I've always wanted. So it kind of hurts me to see him go to, of course, one of my rivals after being a devil for so long. And Devils fans got to be heated too. They signed into this awesome contract, this enormous contract. He's going to be there forever. He bolts for Russia, which is just leaving them at the altar, which is like a, a move you guys would love to happen more often around here, right? You know, that's screw your team and leave and then come back and play for the rivals has to uh, hurt Devils fans. But they can't be hurting that much because they have a playoff game this week, and the Islanders and Rangers are going to be sitting there watching. So it's really not that bad. Other news, Islanders, well, looks like they'll be keeping uh, Doug Waite and Garth Snow. That's uh, what basically came out of Islander breakup day today. So while uh, the Rangers have a bad season, their first one in forever, and they make wholesale changes, the Islanders have another bad season, and they keep everybody around. Which is a disaster. I do not know. I Islander fans are not Doug happy. Waite. But Garth Snow, I mean, that is just an absolute joke and a crime. I don't know if he has blackmail photos of somebody in the organization, but that guy should not still have a job with the New York Islanders. A lot of Islander fans not going to be happy about that, especially some of our callers. So if someone in there wanted Garth Snow fired, I'm quite surprised by that myself. Yeah, I'm a little I'm, – I'm not surprised only because of, I was there all weekend and you kind of got the feeling when Garth Snow is running the exit interviews for the players, why would he be running it if he wasn't going to be around? And then yesterday when they said, hey, Garth and uh, Ledecky and, and Dougie are going to be talking uh, in the afternoon, well, why would they be talking if they're gone? You don't, give, you're, you don't, you don't throw Lee Vigneault a post-season uh, uh, right, press conference if he's gone. Exactly. So at that point, I was like, well, okay, this is going to happen. And if you guys are ever bored, just go through some of the comments on the Islanders' Twitter pages because um, Islander fans have found some great gifs and memes and all that to, to show their displeasure. Uh, but it's going to go unheard. And how about those guys that spent the money on the billboards that Garth must go? Wasted money, I said it then, and it's wasted money now because it didn't work. So um, they won't be playing in the playoffs. They'll be watching it. We'll be watching the playoffs. And by the time that's all done, then we'll worry about the NHL draft. You can start the new regime of the John Tavares left <laughs> Islanders. Well, I spoke to John Tavares today. I spoke. I was there at breakup day. I talked to I'm him. I'm sure uh, he said he wants to. John, John said it all. Um, he said he doesn't know if it's going to take a week or two weeks or maybe even a month to figure it out, but he's going to take a couple of oh, days. Oh, it's already made up. He's, a, he's going to take a couple of days to stop thinking about hockey. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's do this. John Tavares leaving. What percent do you say he – what percent do you say he stays? What percent do you say he goes? Oh, he's 95% gone. Well, that's coming from a, a Ranger fan that's wishful thinking. That's I'll, why I put it that way. And I'll say it this way. And a real I'll say it this way. And I talked to, obviously, a lot of – I was there. I talked to all the players. I talked to John today. I went into John today saying it's a 51-49 that he's going to stay. A little bit more that he's going to stay. That's not reassuring now, the I left, I left today under 50%. Under 50%. Yep. Even I went from just above it to just below it leaving today. 
he says all the things that Islander fans want to hear, but he also says some other stuff that makes you think. He says, you know, you want to get a feeling of the landscape. I don't know if I'll ever be able to be a free agent again. I don't know if I want to get a feeling of the landscape. I'll figure it out. And that's, you know, maybe I do, maybe I don't. And if he gets to, to the landscape, well, what's the landscape? The whole NHL wants this guy. If he's they, an absolute stud. If he wanted to stay, he's got a blank check from the Islanders. He yes. If he wanted to stay, he would have stopped. He could have made this very easy by just getting it over 100%. 100%. But he, he's going to explore his options. There's a reason why it hasn't been done yet. You're right. If he wanted to stay, he would have just I don't think that that's what makes it 95%, though, Mike, because it's just the Papriasone, who is his agent, did the same thing with Steven Stamkos, who ended up staying. It's, you know, the agents have a lot to do with these, and Brisson is the kind of guy that wants to, you know, get as much leverage as he can. You get up there, you maybe get a couple extra million bucks, you get a little bit more autonomy. The Islanders You'll can see. offer the most money, though, right? They can offer the most years. Years. You get the extra year. Well, of course, right. yes, yes, yes. But average annual value, which is the big thing in the NHL because of the salary cap era, that doesn't matter as much. But it's yeah. the extra year. It's the eighth year that only the Islanders can offer him. Right. But I'll say this, too. How old is he? He's uh, 28 years old. Okay. If, or 28 and uh, I think September 19th to 20th is his birthday. But here's the thing about um, that. Um, if he makes it to July 1st, even if he signs with the Islanders, by getting to July 1st, they no longer can give him the, that extra year. I'm telling you right now, if he does not sign with the Islanders by June 30th, there's no way to, reason to stay. Why would he give up the extra year? On the contract, just to continue to see what Can that's I ask you a serious question. Are you always ask me a serious and question? Unbiased. <laughs> question. Let me ask you this: Do I ever say anything biased about the Islanders, or am I very realistic? I would say you're realistic but defensive. Is that fair? Very defensive. I'm defensive because <laughs> you have that's part of being realistic. Fair enough. Why should he stay? If I wanted to make a case for why he should yes. stay, this team is absolutely loaded with young talent. He can make more money here, like Vinny said, because of the extra year. They do have the new arena coming. I know your counterpoint will be they're not going to be opening up for three years. But the big thing about the arena isn't necessarily where he physically plays. It was the fact that if they didn't get this new arena, what if in that eight-year contract and everything goes wrong with Brooklyn, now they might move to Quebec, they might move to Seattle, they might move to Hamilton, Ontario, anywhere. Which and now you've got to – you, to you. But <laughs> now you have to pick up your family, and he's getting married this summer. And he might, what if he has children and you're going to have to move your family with them? It's the certainty of knowing that the house that he bought in Garden City, he can stay in for the next eight years and whether they're playing at the Coliseum. And it's not ideal to play. Immediately getting married right at the end of his contract. I mean, let's not read too much into it. Well, I think that's something to go into it. I do too. So now we're going to, now we're going to base when we get married. They can go play everybody together. Where are they going to get married? Am I going to go back to Canada and get married at home? I know. I married at the Garden City. I know the city he's getting married in, and there's no NHL team that plays there. So Where? let's not look into that either. Okay? It's in the state of New York, but there's no New York, there's no team that plays there. Um, I'm going to say 69% chance he leaves. Well, you're, you're too funny with the 69. <laughs> um, and by the way, you know, like when I get a text uh, or a tweet yesterday with Dan Mahoney, uh, the horsey saying, Medium funny. This guy just wants to talk like you now. Can, can you get your own language and stop trying to act like the shark Dan on Twitter? It's almost like he stopped me with the wannabe. Uh, Dan O'Connor, another Dan on Facebook, says, Snow and Wait stays and JT leaves. That's what's wrong with this picture. It's a disaster. He's fed up with Islanders. Islander fans themselves are going to be fed up, and I get it. There's a lot of anger there. They finished terribly. They had 80 points this year. Uh, they weren't in the playoff race for the last month and a half of the season. And when you look at the Rangers, and we got to get off this because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'll talk Islanders all night, but I know we got only an hour and we got to be 
other stuff. But when you look at the Rangers, when the Rangers fell out, what did they do? They wrote a, le- a letter to their fans. They made a bunch of trades where they traded some aging vets for some draft picks and some younger players. And they've just showed that they're ready to rebuild. And they fired their coach and said, hey, we're going to take – this didn't work. we got to find a way to make it work. And the Islanders didn't do that. And I could understand when after 12 years of Snow and only four playoff appearances, why Islander fans are mad. I'm going to go out on a bold prediction here, Rob. Go, let me guess. John Tavares is signing elsewhere. No, that has nothing to do with John Tavares, <laughs> but I do agree with your point. Um, <laughs> the bold prediction is, is I think now, it just came out Newsday, they're going to build an arena out in Ronkonkoma. The yep. Islanders will be playing there. And I know Newsday said no. Uh, right. Well, I think that um, – Did they build Belmont specifically for them? Well, they're, they're going to, but it has, they haven't even broke ground yet. They're still doing all the ground tests. Um, a lot of people in the area are not happy. Belmont themselves are not happy. Uh, the people that own the old raceway over there in the casino. And now the Suffolk County just got approved in Ronkakuma for an arena of 17,000 right. right. And, and they want a major league team. Right. I can tell you – I could just think that that would be a, a fit for them there. Now, I, the, to your point, mm. I, I keep saying I was there, I was there. I'm not sure. I, I was just was there. This is not me showing off. That. I literally stood with John Ledecky, the Islanders owner, like this today, um, and he said it has zero concern to him. Belmont is 100% happening. They're exactly on schedule. All they need is the environmental review to pass, and they will provide any money and anything that they want that to pass. And he has not happen to pass for the Islanders. And if this, and he said, County voted no on he one. said, if anything ever were to go wrong, you know, we'd be the first to know as media, but it's 0% that he's anticipating it. And he didn't, he said, he hasn't even thought about Ron Cochran, so has no relevance. But even if the even if what you're saying is right, and it's, maybe it is a 1% chance, that, that means they stay on Long Island. It's oh, really I, not I, the end of the world. No, I'm just I, I don't think it would be bad at all. And actually, would, branch, LA, I Florida, would rather go to Ronkakuma than to, El, to Belmont myself, personally. But in, in speaking face-to-face, no cameras, just some, you know, side talk after the press conference today. He was, if there was talked about that. Issue, though, do you think he would have told you today? But environmental like, reviews are supposed to anybody, take an hour. But <laughs> Belmont's not happening. But environmental <laughs> reviews are supposed to take around a year or so, which right. is right where they're right on track right. for it. But you um, also have, and I know you, your point was with the Barclays, they had a lawyer there that didn't want, and, you know, tried fighting it not to put the arena there, and the Barclays it's there. It's the same owner. Right. It's the same lawyer. Right. But there also is another lawsuit that the people over there do not want the arena there. And well, if now Suffolk already has one approved, money talks. Who knows if eventually but, they but, just end up out there. But don't forget, Suffolk has it approved right now, which is exactly what Belmont has. They're both approved, and Belmont's approved by New York State. Right, but supposedly Suffolk's in a wide open area with nothing even around. Still has to be an environmental re- review as right, for the law. So they would have to go through the same thing. I don't understand them. We're not, we can't get into this. We have too much Just a bold prediction. Uh, and this is not even about the Islanders. This isn't even about the Islanders. The Islanders could be in Seattle, I would say this. The Islanders could be playing in Belmont tonight, and I would say this. What the hell does Suffolk County think they're going to get with a 17,000-seat stadium out in Ron they have to know something what are they going to get? They have to know There's not going to be a fourth NHL team in the area. They're not getting an NBA team. This is, this, and what concerts are they going to get? They have to compete with Madison Square Garden. The Paramount the Center, out there. The Mad, but even in New York area, Madison Square Garden, Prudential Center, um, Barclays Center, the New, Nassau Coliseum, and right now approved Belmont. All of that, and they're going to compete with that. And this is not just a small region. 17,000 seats. Seventeen thousand. You regardless, right? you have to have a pro team there for seventeen thousand seats. What the hell are they getting? And they're limited to NHL or NBA. You're not getting a baseball team there. You're not getting a football team. 
What sport are they getting out in freaking Suffolk? The New uh, York Island. <laughs> uh, great. Where do I sign? Get it, Bill. Anyway, uh, NHL playoff predictions. We said we get to them. we got to get to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are following on Blog Talk, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, just like Dan, just like Pete, just like Eric with the comments and the questions. Keep throwing them at us, and we'll get more into this, guys. We have so much to talk about. We can talk about it more on Saturday. Moving on, a couple of uh, good playoff series is uh, getting underway this week. Uh, Vinny the Shark's got some crazy odds, too. He's got some uh, Stanley Cup odds. Uh, Mike and I are going to give some predictions. Vinny's going to chime in, too. But let's, uh, for the betting fans out there, let's get the odds out there. He will come up with some good bets to make you guys some money. Nashville Predators are the favorite at plus 375. Guys, there's a team that is a favorite in the East over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who is Boston. It? It's the Boston Bruins. That's so I've been on in Vegas. Tampa Bay Lightning plus 600. That's a good bet. So anywhere you got it. They open the up the cup or with the East? To win the cup. Okay. It's uh, Boston opened up at plus 1,800. That's plus 550. That's plus Uh The Golden Knights are plus 750. The Jets plus 800. Penguins plus 1,000. Leafs 1,100. Capitals 1,100. Ducks 2,000. Kings 2,200. Sharks 2,500. Flyers 2,500. Blue Jackets 2,800. Wild 3,000. Ads 3,300. Devils 3,300. Now you went through that fast. Did you say Penguins plus 1,000? Plus 1,000. So the two-time defending champs that are playing, to me, a team that can't skate with them, which is the Philadelphia Flyers in the first round. Yeah. That's not a bad bet. Not at all. Plus 1,000 for a team with Crosby, Malkin, Matt Murray. Chris Letang's healthy this year. That is a great bet. That's my favorite future out of all those. That's a great It would be them up well with Boston. So, uh, you know, Boston, I see them being the favorite, and I understand that. But Tampa Bay, is that's a pretty solid one also. I do have opening odds here, and I want to talk about some that jump out at me, what they were and what they are now. The Predators, who are the favorites now, they opened up at plus 1,400. They're 375 now. Uh, The Bruins, I mentioned earlier. The Golden Knights is definitely the biggest one. They opened up at plus 20,000. And now they're plus yeah. 750. That's a huge one. New Jersey Devils, they open up at plus 10,000. They're 3,300. The Avalanche open up at 8,000. They're 3,300. And the Jets, they opened up at 4,000. They're plus 800 now. So those are some uh, teams that really jumped out from what they opened up the season at and what they are now entering the playoffs. And what you see from some of these teams uh, with Winnipeg came out of nowhere, a terrible team, jumped up into the playoffs. Philadelphia, Vegas, an expansion team out of nowhere. The Devils last year were in the draft lottery. They are in the playoffs. Um, you see, Colorado was the worst team in the NHL last year. They made the playoffs by beating the Blues on Saturday night here watching. Overall, right? Well, they had it because they won the lottery. So they weren't the second worst team, and the Devils had the first pick. That was because of the lottery. But either way, there were lottery teams that didn't make the playoffs that made the jump. It just shows you that the Islanders, the Rangers, the teams we talk about in the summer in the NHL at this point with firepower like the Rangers have, which firepower like the Islanders have in that far. So there you go. Um, you can make the jump in there. So there's so many teams you see. What was it, 20,000 you said from Vegas? Yeah. And and look where they are now. So uh, And that's just on Oddstar. God knows what, you know, like other odds are probably offering, like Bovada or even uh, the actual casinos themselves are probably offering even more. So let's uh, get into some series predictions. Um, we'll start, um, I guess, with, with the first game is uh, this Wednesday night. And we talked about it in our season preview. I said I really like Winnipeg to be a surprise team. Uh, they have the best home record in the NHL. Uh, they open up the series against the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, this is um, – Do you have a series odds? I have series odds. Can we get the odds on yeah, that? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. The Jets no. are uh, minus 215 favorites to win the series. The Wild plus 170. I, I love Winnipeg in the series. I really do. I, I bought Connor Hellebuck. I think he's a legit number one goalie. A lot of scoring power. A lot of these younger players now have taken the next 
that led, uh, you know, Befuglin is still there. Um, I'll always call him Befuglin. <laughs> and um, I, I really like them in the series to win it. Uh, six games, Winnipeg wins in six. Yeah. That's where the best home team, you got to go with the Jets to at least get past the first round of the playoffs. So I like the Jets still. Yeah, the only thing I worry about with the Winnipeg Jets is experience. Uh, Minnesota's been there. They've done it. They've had a lot of playoff battles where Winnipeg hasn't really been there. Um they have that home advantage, and so does Minnesota. Minnesota's going to win some home games this year. They're a good home team. Um, but I feel like Minnesota's been missing something this year, and Winnipeg's been just that team on the rise that just everything, everything seems to click. Uh, one guy that people don't mention, and he should be in the MB, uh, not MVP, but rookie of the year. Uh, as a rookie, he should be one of the finalists with Barzal and maybe either McAvoy or Besser. Um, they got everything going for them. I think they win the game. I'll go, uh, I'm going to go seven games. I think Minnesota's going to win a couple of home games and make this a tough series. Uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, we talked about it before. What do we have for the odds in this series? Pittsburgh, Penguins, minus 225 favorite. The Flyers, plus 175. I'm all over the Pens. They're also my Stanley Cup pick. I'm just going to jump right into that right now. <laughs> I agree with you. I would. I actually will take that bet most likely myself. Um, I love Pittsburgh here. I'll say Penguins in five. Yeah, I think Pe- Penguins in five, maybe six. Um, the problem with the game six is it would be in Philadelphia. This is an in-state rivalry. Right. They've been division rivals for all the time. Game six in Philadelphia – uh, Penguins up three games to two. I could see it being very hard for them to close the game out, the series out in Philadelphia. So because of that, I'm going to say five games. But Philadelphia is loaded with firepower. Claude Giroux had his best season of his career, and this is a guy that's won the Hart Trophy before. Uh, Jacob Voracek, over 60 assists himself. Sean Couturier, a former first-round pick, also had a great year. They got the firepower. I hate Philadelphia's goaltending and defense. I know Brian Elliott's back. I'll go Penguins in five. The Pittsburgh Penguins will be the first team to advance to the next round of the playoffs. They'll be the first team done. And then the final game, a series that starts Wednesday, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, we talk about it all the time, the best story in sports, maybe the best-run franchise, at least for what they do on and off the ice. They open up the series against the LA Kings. And uh, I'm going to get serious. We talked talk about it Saturday. And, uh, Mike, I know Rob looked at him already. Mike, what do you think these odds are for the Knights and the Kings? I'll say Vegas for the series is minus 200. Okay, you are off, my friend. The Golden Knights are only minus 135 favorites. Wow. You called it. You said it would be a lot I closer. Thought, I, I said especially it was the Kings, too. I yeah. told them they're not going to get that much love here in the playoffs for a seven-game series. So, wow. Uh, Knights, I would not be surprised if they lose, but I'm riding with them just because I love that team too much. I'll go Vegas in seven. I think the Kings are going to win the series in six. I think they have the absolute worst matchup that Vegas could have had in this series is to play the Kings. Uh, Los Angeles is close enough to Vegas where they're going to have their fans, a lot of their fans at the game. It's going to be uh, a split crowd. Um, Vegas crowd is going to be crazy for their first ever playoff game in any sport in the city's history. I think Vegas will win Wednesday night. I think the Kings, though, they got Andre Kopitar. They got Drew Doughty. They got all these veteran guys that have been there and won cups before, and Jonathan Quick in that. Quick versus Flurry is going to be a great matchup. A lot of low-scoring games, but I think experience wins out. I think the Kings win this game and uh, the series in six games. Uh, and those are the three games that start out Wednesday. Thursday night, Tampa Bay hosting the Devils. I have not seen the odds on the Thursday game, but if if to win the series, Tampa Bay is anything less than minus 200, I'll be shocked. Minus Monday. 350. Mike's closer, minus 300. Oh, my God. I think that's even worth it. I might even put down 1,500 to win 500 on this. Uh, I mean, how are the Devils going to be the Lightning? Game? I think it's a sweep. Not four times. I think it's a sweep. I'll I, take Tampa I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in five. Uh, the Devils have had a lot of uh, good things this year. Anything they do from here on out is is extra for the great season that they've had. Keith Kincaid is not going to – and he's been great. He's a Sachem guy. He's not shutting down that Tampa Bay offense. I think the Devils get a game, uh, probably a game at home. 
Maybe they steal one on the road, and then Tampa Bay finally finds their legs. Uh, the Devils aren't going more than five games. We'll go uh, Tampa Bay in five. Um, maybe the best series of the first round. Uh, I, maybe Los Angeles Vegas might be there, but if not, it's going to be Toronto-Boston. Uh, Toronto, all their young power. They're going into Boston. What are the odds on that series? All right, we got the Bruins at minus 160. So they have the best odds to win the East, and you can get them at minus 160 in the series. Not too bad. A lot of love for the Maple Leafs there, plus 130. Uh, I'll go Boston in six. I agree with you, Rob. I think it's going to be tough, especially going into Toronto. Um, I think the series of the first round could actually be Minnesota-Winnipeg. I, uh, I agree with you with that, with Minnesota being a good team being there before. But uh, I'll go Boston in six. Um, Boston, when I was in Vegas, um, for the Islander game, I actually bet Boston to win the Cup. You said they opened up at 18-1. to 1. I only got them at 8-1, to 1, but I still like the odds on I still like the money on that. Still better than where they are right now. Oh, much better. They're 550 now, right? They were, yeah. So, um, I think that this is – I have to pick Boston because I picked them to win the Cup, uh, at least in, uh, when I was in Vegas. Toronto is going to bring this series to seven games. I'm with you. Tuka Rask um, and that defense is going to edge them out. This is going to be a very exciting series, two original six teams, too, that have great playoff history. Don't forget, uh, Boston and Toronto a couple of years ago had a game seven where uh, they blew the lead really late, and it, uh, Boston came back and won the series. And it was like the third period. They blew like a four-goal four lead, Toronto, and Boston came back and won it in overtime. And, it, and Toronto never – and it was Bernier was the goalie, and Bernier has never been the same goalie ever since then. Uh, Washington, they uh, – we know how we feel about Washington on the show, but they get Columbus in the first round. Uh, I'm sure the odds are heavily in Washington's favor, too. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. No. Washington is only minus 135 favorites. Wow. That's why I'm taking the Blue Jackets to get Washington's misery out. Nice and early for everyone. Wow. Sweep them under the rug. And not in a sweep, but I got the Blue Jackets winning this. In, let's do it in seven in the phone booth. Um, you don't even know who the goalie is going to be yet, whether it's going to be Gruber or Grobauer. Grobauer. Yep, and uh, Holpe. So um, I'm going to go Washington gets out of the first round, but let's go with them in six. I don't trust Columbus. Uh, they, they should be better than they are. Washington should be better than they are. Um, those odds say everything you need to know. Yeah, it, it's, those odds kind of threw me for a loop, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, I don't like either of these teams to make it out of this. You know, somebody's got to win. Yeah. Whoever wins is going to lose in the next round. Um, Washington, they have to win this series. They absolutely have to win it. Um, I, I'm going to go with them out of the desperation factor. I, they're the better team on paper with the better players. For sure. Um, so I'm going to go with them, and I'm going to go with them in six games. If they don't win, I could feel best in getting traded after the year. I'll say 100%. this. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll say this, and we're, we're really going to run out of time for WrestleMania, but real quick, we'll be traded this summer. Oh, and I that, that should too. be the Islanders' top target. We'll get into, be a nice get for them. We will get into that as the uh, offseason goes on, though. Let's go uh, Colorado, the surprise team in the playoffs this year, uh, versus Nashville, the best team in the playoffs. This has to be astronomical odds. Go for it, and then we'll say why Nashville's winning. Nobody has more higher odds than the Nashville Predators to win their first-round series. They are minus 490 with the Avalanche hanging out, <laughs> 365. Uh, uh, and I go sweep. This is another sweep for me. Colorado will get a game. They deserve to get a game. I'll Their fans deserve it. Uh, Nashville wins the series in five. There we go. I'll keep it down with you. And my favorite series every year are these series on the West Coast. Anaheim and, the, and San Jose, they always have good crowds. They're California rivals, and they play late into the night. I get home from work at 11 o'clock at night. I get to see playoff hockey till 1 in the morning. If it goes to overtime, even later. 
Anaheim hosting San Jose. Game one Thursday night. What do you got on the odds? And I don't know who's going to be their goalie, so it might throw the odds in San Jose's favor. Ducks minus 140. The Sharks plus 110. I'm riding the Shark Bank in six. I agree with that entirely. I think San Jose in six. If John Gibson plays for Anaheim, um, I'm going to go with Anaheim. He, he's got to play, though. They can't have Ryan Miller. We know we love Ryan Miller and what he's done in his career, but he's 37 years old right now. He's getting really old and on the other side of his career. If it's John Gibson, and he's hurt, and he's been hurt in day-to-day, but they've kind of let him rest. He's been practicing again. If he plays there, I think that Anaheim wins the series in seven uh, with a couple of big overtime games that go really late. We all – I know we want to get into wrestling real quick. Uh, let's all make one guarantee here who gets out of the first round, and I will go I with – I mean, we can't all say national, right? No. I, mean, we, I will we, say um, Tampa upset Bay. Upset special maybe? Sure, that's good. Do an upset special in the first round. That's the Sharks then to me. Blue Jackets. I, does Los Angeles against Vegas count as an upset? Absolutely. I think it's going to be the Kings. I know Vegas and everybody's on them, and I'm rooting for Vegas too. Yeah. But I just think, and like I said before, the Kings have so much experience, it's a terrible matchup for Vegas. Stanley Cup Finals, who you got and who you got winning? Uh, before the year, I had the Rangers and Edmonton, so that went really well. <laughs> uh, I will go with, uh, let's see, Tampa Bay gets in, and if anybody else wants to jump me, they can. Well, I'll go Nashville, Nashville and Tampa. And I got a rematch of last year. I'm going Penguins over the Predators, just like last year. Well, before the season, I picked Tampa and Edmonton. I can't go off Tampa. They were my preseason pick. They were one of the best teams in hockey, so Tampa's going to do it. But you do have a ticket on the Boston Bruins. I have a ticket on it. I mean, I make that bet in February. And don't forget, when you make these bets in Vegas, you're looking at the odds. Right. You know, you don't you don't have to throw down, you know, maybe who you think's going to win. They're getting paid two-to-one odds. There's no money for me. So that's why I threw it on Boston. They're playing great then. Uh, I'll be rooting for the money. But I also want to be right with my preseason prediction. So I have uh, Tampa Bay going to the finals. Um, I kind of agree with Mike. Nashville is stacked. They have a great defense, and they have one of the best goalies that people don't talk enough about in Pecorine. Yep. That team is the best in the West by far, especially if they can, uh, you know, beat Colorado in four or five games and get that rest. And they were there last year. Uh, I think it's Nashville against Tampa Bay in the finals. So that wraps that up. Um, WrestleMania, guys. Uh, real quick before we get to WrestleMania, any thoughts on the UFC from uh, Saturday? I don't want to get. I didn't watch it. It got ruined by Conor McGregor. I didn't. I didn't really follow it honestly. Uh, supposedly, from everything that Goon said and, and Jimmy said, they were both there live. Uh, they said Khabib really allowed that fight to go the distance um, and give the kid from Wontoa Alicante, whatever the hell his name is, uh, give him credit for stepping up. Uh, they said the uh, the chick fight with uh, the two names I won't even try to pronounce was amazing, and it could have went either way. So they said the card, from what it was, disappointed. They said it was pretty good. Interesting uh, news out of the Money Team camp. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's interview, he said he is retired from boxing, but if he were to ever come back, it would be in the octagon if the money is right. All right, let's talk about WrestleMania. Um, there's so much to talk about. Maybe we can go a couple minutes over on Facebook if you guys have the time. Absolutely. We don't even know. Uh, from what everybody's saying is that the, the link isn't even working that well on uh, Blog Talk. So we might just be a Facebook-only uh, thing right now. Um, before we go match by match, not that we can do every match for five minutes, but uh, what did you like most about WrestleMania and uh, maybe what disappointed you? And then we'll maybe go through the matches and give a thought on each match. What I liked most was Roman Reigns not winning. That blew my mind. I thought that was the most predictable outcome of the night, and it ended up with Brock Lesnar winning. And it was actually a pretty decent match. We actually got to see a lot of blood in that match, which is rare. Uh, and I got to be the first one to hand it out to my big hater over there, Ronda Rousey. She was absolutely sensational in that match, and that was easily the most entertaining match of the night. Um, I would say the best part is, and I'll just go generic, is uh, you couldn't predict what was going to happen. Uh, a lot of the predictions that we thought were going to happen in the wins, they weren't there. So we were surprised, which was awesome. 
And the worst part of the night was the Braun Strowman tag team partner. I thought that was a joke. They saved that match for second to last, and that's what they pulled with that. And when it could have been Mysterio, Bobby Lashley, anybody, you got this little kid out of the crowd, it was awful. Um, I loved the Intercontinental Championship match, which you were right about. You had Seth Rollins winning, right? I also had Charlotte, but who's counting? It's okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> hey, I, and you make sure to remind us you were two for two, two matches I in. Did, I did. Um, the I un- get many more texts after that, though. No, it, it went quiet. After the that. unpredictability of WrestleMania, which I thought had a terrible, terrible lead-up to WrestleMania. Agreed. I was not excited for it. And uh, I just thought that the show over-delivered, if anything, even, like you said, and we'll get into each match, but even everybody in the world thought Brock Lesnar is gone. He's going to UFC. There's no chance that Roman Reigns doesn't win the title. I would have bet the house on that one. Yeah. I really would have. Yeah. And you know there's a lot of odds makers out there that have been spot on about the odds for all these wrestling matches. They got absolutely burned because yeah. there were so many surprises. Um, and the thing that I like least about it, I was very, very, very underwhelmed by AJ Styles' Nakamura match. I liked the heel turn at the end, Same. but that match was a dream match. That match was a match that you're supposed to wait forever for. It was absolutely it had, very underwhelming. I won't say it was terrible. It was very underwhelming. It didn't live up to expectations. It had no rivalry build up. It was supposed to just be like, oh, these guys are great. You're going to get a great show. You know, there's no rivalry, like any good promos before between these guys. But they were supposed to go out there and tear the house down. The match sucked, honestly. I never said an AJ Styles match sucks since it's been in WWE. That match, it sucks. I agree with you. And I thought the Daniel Bryan Shane McMahon match was awful, too. And, of course it was. And I don't hate Daniel Bryan like Vinny does. Actually, I, I like the whole gimmick and good for him. And uh, I have no issue with that whatsoever. I have an issue with just how they set the match up where Daniel Bryan's out for half the match. Shane with the diverticulitis is rolling around, grabbing his stomach. And then eventually, uh, you know, they end up getting the win. I thought that was a disappointment. The match of the night for me, Rob, I agree with you, is either the Intercontinental or, uh, again, Charlotte Oscar was phenomenal. Who saw Oscar losing? Let's go through the card real quick. Uh, Pre-show, very fast, uh, you know, because it was a pre-show and who cares. But Matt Hardy gets the win in Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I thought that was stupid, too. uh, Bray Wyatt helping him out. You knew that something was going to have to happen with Bray after he got deleted in one of the worst wrestling segments in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, But he wins that. I don't know if I have any really thoughts on it. It was on the pre-show. It deserved to be on the pre-show. Ray Wyatt, it was stupid. That's my, that's my thoughts. Uh, so then WrestleMania starts. We talked about the IC belt um, match. It had a lot of big spots. Um, Finn Balor looked great. Uh, the Miz looked very oh, good. He really did. Boy, he, Vinny, he's been boy. one of the biggest revelations the last two years in wrestling. He is turning himself into a possible Hall of Fame type oh, of wrestler. Oh, I think he is already. I think he's, re- he's great on the mic, and he's actually, right. from a, a real-world guy out of nowhere, that starts to be a wrestler. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but he's a WrestleMania. Right. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Apparently, all you have to do is be in the company three years, and you're in the Hall of Fame. So, <laughs> and they, no doubter. They put on a great match. So, now you're pumped up. You have this great match. The set was great. You got your pyro. And then you have Charlotte Asuka. And I said it on Saturday, and you were right. I can't believe that Oscar would go through all this with the undefeated streak and not have it pay off with the championship match. But you know what? That surprised the hell out of me when I saw her tap out. It was like a holy shit moment. And it was great. I thought they did it perfect. And they tore the house down with their match, too. It was awesome. And then uh, they banned Oscar from using her armbar because that was going to be Rousey's move. So that is out there all over the sites, um, which is kind of crazy. Like, you know, here's your other big name female wrestler. And it's like, oh, yeah, before you go out there, you can't use your armbar. I was surprised. I, I do think Charlotte is the best uh, female wrestler that they have, and I think she deserves the accolades that she has, even though I didn't like the whole title dropping between her and Sasha all the time. Yep. So Charlotte's getting the big matches, the big wins at the big pay-per-views. 
And I'm glad that she's turning into that because she deserves to be very talented. But I'm very surprised they made Asuka win because I figured they want to, you know, start a new star and let that person be the first person to take Asuka down and take her title and her undefeated streak with her. And let's stick with the women real quick. I was very surprised that we didn't see anything out of Carmella. So maybe tonight or tomorrow night, that's part of your Raw or SmackDown after WrestleMania uh, matches. Nia Jackson wins her first title in the company, uh, beating Alexa Bliss. Let's be honest. Alexa doesn't need the belt to be over. Right. She's as good a heel as there is. And, so much after the match, and she's going to be into it. Um, your thoughts on that match? Um, it was kind of a low point in the show, right? It was. It definitely was. But you I, need to have a low point. Yeah, good for Nia. I don't know. Good for Nia. Uh, I wasn't too thrilled with the match. It wasn't that all that entertaining. And I don't understand why Nia Jax was emotional after that when she's supposed to be this wrecking ball, you know? Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Uh, kind of predictable. The Bludgeon Brothers have been coming out and dominating everybody. It'll look really weird for them to do all that and then have the New Day again, or the Usos again retain, but win the SmackDown. I thought this match sucked, too. I don't know about you guys. I have no interest in this match. And, um, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed their work. Though. I'm so done with good. the New Day. And uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, their hammers are the fakest things in the world. They look like tool bags with those things. They're literally, like, they're literally rubber. You can see them bounce off the <laughs> ground when they, when they hit the ground. Um, I'm not into any tag team. I think all the tag teams on SmackDown, they suck, so... That's um, what I gotta say about. I just like the Bludgeon Brothers. I think they have a great look. I think Luke Harper has the look of a star. He's he's just and now he's jacked. He lost all that fat and he's absolutely jacked. He's a different look. Uh, they're gonna dominate the tag team division for a long time, which is not really that hard because the tag team division is not very strong. Uh, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev Day uh, for the uh, U.S. Championship. Um, I hate Jinder Mahal. So the fact that he it's went over. They added Rusev just to take the loss. It was absolutely infuriating. I did not want Jinder Mahal to win that match. You're 100% right. Let's throw Rusev in there so Orton or Root don't get pinned. Exactly. Come on. on. They need to turn Bobby Root's heel over there. Uh, I know Rob's going to get into that later with Shinsuke, uh, but uh, with uh, Owens and Sami Zayn now on SmackDown, Bobby Root has the, all the capabilities to be a top heel on that show. Um, and that's what Bobby Root's best at. His best you know, work in his career has been as like absolutely. that. And you can be yeah. glorious and be a heel. And if we get kicked off Blog Talk, we'll just keep going anyway. Uh, um, so, you know, the night started, and they kept showing John Cena in the crowd and making a lot out of it. You knew it was going to happen. And then yeah, the what did you think of that, though? First. The referee talked to him. <laughs> that was um, a bust. That was a bust. I'd rather the Undertaker not have showed up. Um, so what about that match? Was it that you didn't like? Was it that he that squashed him? Squashed. I don't I mind it. Yeah. Was, I don't mind a, it. That was a dream match. So, it's, Next year it will be a dream match. It'll be career think, versus career when Cooper retires. Sure. We're just going to hang. 